0: everybody, back to the Striking Kicks podcast. My name is Chayton Peterson and I'm joined by...
1: Kenzie West.
0: Kenzie officially, legally... Kenzie MF West. <laughs> legally MF partner owner of the Championship M-Freak Media M-freaking-F,
1: yeah.
0: Championship Media Group. We uh, announced that the other day. Uh, the official formation of the Championship Media Group. And so Championship Bowling... The Championship Bowlers Tour, striking kicks all under one umbrella of the Championship Media Group that you are legally in order
1: of. I sure am. How does it feel? Oh, it feels wonderful. <laughs> just, just wonderful. Yeah.
0: Well, <clears throat> now everybody, it's Championship Media Group LLC. So if you sue us, uh,
1: Sue that half. Half of
0: nothing is zero still, so. Okay, uh, what do we got in the schedule today?
1: Well, we have some catching up to do on League Nights. It's been a little bit, so we've got mm-hmm. le- <laughs> League <laughs> Week 7, 8, and 9. We
0: finished up 9 last night.
1: Yep, 9 was last night. And then... We're going to the Storm Idaho Open this weekend to we'll talk about that and kind of what goes into like the rankings and stuff mm-hmm. that we produce. Mm-hmm. And then I have some questions that maybe some new bowlers or bowlers that are, maybe you've been around the sport for a while and you don't know what they mean. Jane's going to answer them for us.
0: The best of my ability. The best of my ability yes Let's see how well we can do okay uh, League Nights oh wait wait, wait 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 wait.
1: Uh-huh. we're joined by the one and only Aaron Judge himself this is a special guest this week
0: Championship Chase did not win the Daytona 500 nor the Auto Club
1: oh but who <laughs> who, <laughs> who did it. I don't know who did I don't know Good old Kyler Bush. <laughs> this
0: guy. Oh man, this guy's gonna buy a Kyle Bush diecast the next race we go to. Oh yeah, man, that's embarrassing.
1: Oh yeah, he he's goat <laughs> goaded.
0: Oh my gosh, Can I see what I have to deal with now. <laughs> now everybody, now everybody knows it's public knowledge what I have to deal with on a daily basis. Before it was low key. Now that we've been doing like TikTok lives. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows what I gotta deal with.
1: Uh, link has been a little rough, so yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well let's dive into week seven, eight, nine. In my opinion, have been basic mostly improvements throughout the entirety of the weeks. We did decide to do TikTok live. That was our third live, so seven, eight, nine we're all done on TikTok live, which was pretty fun. It was pretty fun.
1: Yeah, that's a good time. Yeah, there's pretty... a there's a whole lot of people that join. Yep. And it's pretty crazy, actually. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. did not expect that, especially the first time we went live.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. Uh, we had 4,000 people second week. Only got to 1,000 people on the last week, and it took a while to build up some steam. Once we got some steam rolling, though, we, we got to 1,000 people, and they all watched your boy from meltdown. After for two weeks in a row, I have not done what I need to do in the 10th to lose first week or week eight. I needed a stubble in the 10th to win, and I went strike spare to lose by a one. And then last night, I needed a mark in the 10th to win. I threw a good ball. I thought it was pretty good. 10-pin uh, and flagged it to lose by two. So,
1: so maybe next week we'll lose by three.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, you have... Uh, Mostly improved, except uh, you had a little bit of a meltdown as well in the third game of Week 9. But 7 and 8, which we will see in the vlog. Uh, maybe we shouldn't go into too much detail to get incentivized people to watch the vlogs.
1: Yeah. They're but, a good uh, time. If you guys haven't watched them, yeah. they're pretty cool. I mean, i I look like trash, but... They're pretty funny. Like, the edits are funny, at least.
0: Yeah, I try to make them entertaining. Uh, you uh, make them entertaining as well. Uh, but you have gotten better. There's noticeably a difference in the amount of consistency you've had. Um, the one thing I'll say that I've noticed is uh, you re- <laughs> you really let uh, bad shots get to you. Oh, yeah. And, and you really let, you not even bad shots, but, like, bad results get to you. There's a lot of times in the last game last night. You didn't necessarily <laughs> throw the ball bad, but you had some bad breaks, and then it was just, uh, uh, you checked out in as about soon, the fifth frame.
1: As soon as I, yeah, as soon as I double Wait, guttered. Uh, oh. Oh.
0: This guy. Well, sorry. Yeah. It was well, such
1: a, it was so, last night, I felt like it was so good
0: until. And it was still going to be fine. You went open, spare, spare, and then you had your mishap. Savable game. No, you threw good shots, but you were so angry and checked out that it didn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, League 7-8, keep an eye out for the vlogs. They'll uh, they'll be good. Kenzie's progressively gotten better. Um, last week would have been her highest series and had an opportunity to shoot uh, potentially a 500 series for the first time. Scratch. But, yeah, a little bit of meltdown. So...
1: There's always one at least every week. Yeah. Yeah. It Unfortunately.
0: It does get frustrating pretty quickly. I don't know, but maybe we, we if I think 450 is, is the goal we need to get to. 450, 400, 450 series. Scratch. And, uh, you're going to be bowling this Utah State tournament. Mm-hmm. I think. We're still trying to get a weekend lockdown, but it uh, sounds like you'll be bowling. But you will for sure be bowling the, uh, Open championships in Reno in July.
1: I am. And I'm very nervous. <laughs> I feel like only like skilled people do that.
0: Colby's not skilled.
1: I'm more skilled than me.
0: <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, we're going to see if he watches the podcast. Now... Um, no, I think it's a good experience. There's no handicap, but we've got a few months to get better. So I think we're going to, once league night's over, we'll pivot a little bit and start doing a, do maybe some TikTok Lives practice sessions, maybe come have you come up to Storm and uh, practice a little bit, see if we can get you better. You've uh, People have reached out to you uh, to offer assistance, so uh, maybe we'll try to... Isn't
1: add- that so sad? <laughs> people reach out. That's not and-
0: sad. That's cool. <laughs> Why is that sad?
1: No, it's cool. Like it is cool. that people want to help, but it's kind of, it, I don't know. I mean, I guess I've only been doing it for nine weeks.
0: This guy, so. you need to have a little better outlook on things. I know. Done uh, pretty good. Um, there's just some things that are tough to work on during the league, but I think overall you've gotten more consistent. And uh, once you, I think work with some of the people that have offered help, uh, should improve drastically. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt you'll bowl good, uh, good enough. It, it, they're hard out. This is the thing about hard patterns, right? Is the pattern affects the like the the lower your skill level is, the less of an effect the pattern has on your success. Because you'll throw, you'll play the lane re- the same on a house shot versus uh, a sports shot. Um, regardless, you know, when, there's a certain skill level where you're at right now. Where it kinda of just doesn't matter, you'll you'll shoot the same score regardless. That's kind of my issue um with handicap on on uh tournaments. Like there's there's you have to have a if you're gonna do a handicap at a tournament, you gotta have a pattern in which the good bowlers can score and the not so skilled bowlers struggle a little bit to even out the handicap. But if you make them very, very difficult, right, then it's easy for someone to shoot 180. And any anybody with you know, 46 of handicap a game could pop off a 180 and go Brooklyn twice and be there. So I, there's a happy medium. I don't love when there's handicap turning some um, impossible shots like when they're really easy or when they're really hard. Uh, it kind of, hap, like the way it works out is kind of the same regardless, like whether it's a house shot versus like a two to one sports shot. So my little two cents on that. But uh, yeah, I think it'll, as long. <laughs> Yeah, I think you'll have fun as long as we be objective to good shots. I think if you, as long as you understand that sometimes you're going to have bad breaks and as long as you threw it good, uh, it's a good sign.
1: Yeah. But it's just frustrating when I feel like I threw it good and you say I threw a good ball and then I get a shit break and then homie next to me is just flinging it. Like, yeah, like he's almost on the ground throwing yeah. it. So, And then...
0: Yeah, this is is a good, like, uh, analogy, I guess. This is why bowling is so difficult. Because, you know, in baseball, it happens sometimes. You can hit a line drive right to center field, right? Good hit, and someone could just bloop one over to second baseman's head, right? Yeah. But with bowling, it is much more common for that to happen. To throw a good shot and your result not be exactly what you expected. Yep. And the margins are pretty small, so a good shot may be mediocre, but, you know, you feel like you threw it good. And, and at your level, you know, we just a mediocre shot is a good shot. Uh, at the highest level, obviously, those thin margins make big differences. But where you're at right now, you know, is, and if we can hit a five-board area, we're going to be happy because uh, you're nine weeks into this. But that's what makes bowling very difficult uh, is dealing with that, exactly what you explained. And, uh, that's pretty good, I guess, a good tip for new bowlers is really need to focus on the process, especially in bowling. And understand that you're not gonna. I, good bowlers get real bad breaks sometimes, uh, and you're probably gonna get even more bad breaks. And uh, you gotta just understand if you threw a good shot, you threw a good shot, and there's nothing you knew about it.
1: Yeah, I just don't have that personality, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. See, bowling's very competitive, and we've had those games where things kind of click, right? It's a little like golf, and it takes one shot to. Get you back in to get to like wow I could I, I could be great at this or something right, um, and uh, we've had you know shots and games like that where you'll you know pop off for a few marks in a row and oh, or a couple strikes in a row and you feel great, you, know, you want to keep coming back at it and then it's frustrating when there are good balls and they don't uh, you know, get the results you're looking for.
1: What's well, my high game?
0: One forty six, right?
1: Didn't I shoot one forty eight last night?
0: No, one forty
1: two. Oh, I didn't thought.
0: Yeah, still oh, a good game. Was that your first name? You went 120,
1: 140, 90. That was
0: the fry out game. <laughs> yeah, that was the fry out. It seems like we have one of those quite Rob, often.
1: Rob came over when I double gathered and said that we can't do that anymore, or else we're going home. <laughs> we were about so... to. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. All right. Well, that's League Night. Check out the vlog. Um, it's going to be entertaining uh, to finish it out.
1: And watch us on TikTok Live because next week will be our last league night that we go live. Yep. And it's a good time. It's fun. Yeah,
0: I uh, try to offer as much insight as I can to moves I make, balls I throw where I'm playing the lanes. and get to watch Kenzie fry out and then you'll probably end up watching me fry out at the end as well. And it's pretty so, epic. Yeah. Epic it's fries. Yeah, sometimes... <laughs> uh storm idaho open this weekend uh last year we saw Giorgio and josh link with an epic battle uh for the win Giorgio ended up coming on top but uh some really cool moments that came out of that tournament last year
1: we had pink pins
0: the pink pins yeah we had somebody call the bowling center (laughs) somebody from the live stream called the bowl to Justin to turn off the lights, and so it's because of the other the the adjacent lanes to the pair we were on uh had the colors, but not the pair we were on so jason yeah. J- Jason justin uh flipped the lights on on the pair we were on to to kind of add fuel to the fire yeah oh uh, that was that was pretty funny that was pretty funny. I will say though that it was kind of hard to see because like they were really bright and the pink like messed with the camera really weird. Yeah. So I, I will give you that it was a little difficult to kind of see or it was a little distracting, but who cares?
1: We got some cool videos out of it. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of, well, obviously Josh and Gio, but. They put on a show. There are some cool ones with the. Pink the pins, pink in, pins the in the
0: background, yeah. They put on a really good show. Um, one of the better stepladders we've seen. Geo you know, clutching up, tripping a four pin uh, to seal the deal. Trip four pins. Clay tripped a four pin at the Championship Bowling Masters to seal the deal. So, trip four pins are uh, pretty popular.
1: It's uh, the way to win, Apparently.
0: Apparently. Uh we've had the first two batches of rankings come out. The last this will this podcast will air Friday tomorrow. So uh either the final batches come out or will be coming out when you're seeing this. Uh who who is your pick to win? Ooh. Your pick.
1: I two. don't know, because like Andy Kinney has been freaking on a roll.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Made a good run at Utah Open.
1: He's done really good like the last few tournaments. Yep. So he's up there. Josh is always up there.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Josh bowls well in that center.
1: Uh, I think those are my top two.
0: Kinney or Josh, you can't pick between the one or two. Well, oh, we gotta have pickums. Let's see who. Let's but then who... this
1: is always the same. I always pick Josh. Okay,
0: so you pick Josh. All right. <coughs> uh. Mm-hmm. Um. Ooh, do I want to say mine because I don't give it away? I guess maybe we'll we'll delay the release to this till after the picks go because I want people to know what my number one pick was. So my number one pick uh, is Alex Hoskins ooh, to win. Yeah, he, he took the win up in Ronan. Uh, always a threat. I don't know if he's made a stepladder at this place, but uh, he's definitely the hottest bowler on on tour right now there's been some up and downs like some guys and i know that uh caught some heat for geo and clay being as far down as as they are maybe this is a good time to kind of go over um what goes into into making these rankings so maybe maybe some people feel it's a popularity contest or or what have you Uh, i can tell you that it is not it is certainly not that um Actually, takes some people ask why I don't do more of them. Like, if there's going to be sixteen people in the finals, why don't I do sixteen? Well, one, it takes a long time. We, uh, we put an effort into this to make it look cool and make a graphic for it and stuff. So it's not necessarily easy. Excuse you.
1: Sorry. I was Yay. gonna move it and.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um. <clears throat> anyway. Uh. So it's just too many to be completely honest with you. Uh. For the amount of time that we have uh championship meeting groups v busy all the time and i don't know i i just don't want to like can do 16 then do 20 and then is it even in like a and uh, a cool thing i guess at some point so i stay i keep it at 12 i think 12 is a good number uh and a lot goes into it too as far as you know time goes cuz i go out and i look at previous results like uh if you go look steve k is 5th which is pretty high in my opinion, I wasn't sure if I would put him fifth, but a lot of people thinking I'm slept on Steve. Steve missed this cut last year. He did not make the cut at the Idaho Open last year. So, the year before, Steve won. Last year, this guy. You in control of your mic. I don't know what's happening. Holy crap. There we go. Uh, <laughs> two years ago, uh, Steve won. Last year, he missed the cut. So, I don't know, man. Uh grand finals. I don't we uh didn't make the stepladder and there's guys that are in the step ladder that uh when he wasn't uh didn't bowl in Ronan, didn't bowl at the Storm Open because he obviously he's running it. There's you know Manny Farrell's up there. Manny made the stepladder uh at the Storm Utah Open. So people probably may be questioning that decision, but he made a really good run at, at the uh Storm Utah oh, Open.
1: Really good run.
0: Very good run. Fended off Alex and Brad Miller. Uh, who after a one fifty seven game? So in most cases, you know, people might be pretty discouraged after one fifty, and yeah, and maybe bowl get a bad game the game after that. But uh, Manny clutched up, did what he needed to do to uh, lock himself into the show. So I need
1: a- I need uh, some training and some tips from Manny on the. On the mental game.
0: Oh, I mean, <laughs> Manny's getting there. I think that's what's gonna really get him over the hump and catch him a dub. I don't know if he's quite there yet with the <laughs> mental game, but uh obviously raw talent wise, Manny's up uh, as can bowl the best of him. Obviously bested Darren Tang and Brad Miller uh at the Storm Utah open. But um I think his decision making and this has really come down to maturity and experience, but his decision making with balls needs to get a little bit better which, again, will just come with time. And, and uh, in this instance, he really showed a lot of, of heart and, and determination to, uh, pushing through that 150 game. But, you know, there's been times where that has affected him. But uh, he's young, so what do you expect, right? Um, but, yeah, I've got Alex to win. And then I have Josh Link as my number two. Andy Kinney as my number three.
1: Dang, I didn't even know. I didn't, I didn't know who the top mm-hmm. four were. But I'm pretty close. Who's number four? Who's left?
0: He gets. He does get. He's been getting slept on. Not slept on Ooh. this year. Come on, Kins.
1: Oh, I feel like I could know this.
0: You should know this. You're the one who said he gets slept on. Oh, Cameron Henning.
1: Oh, is yeah. Is number four
0: the Storm Utah Open champion? Now, uh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen him bowl in the center before. Uh, obviously put a, a, a beat in the stepladder when it mattered. Um, you know, Dallas Leong really had the only great look, I would say, throughout all of the finals, uh, led by a, a lot. Uh, kind of fell fell off a little bit then. Uh, well, I guess he was the one seed, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, step ladder, yeah. So,
1: it was it, just that, that game. Yeah, it was, was that just... game that he
0: got beat. So uh, Kenning um, damage controlled, I guess, the, the, the stepladder. He just did what needed to be done better than everybody else did in the step ladder took away the win and that's what you gotta do. So got himself to the show and then did what needed to be done uh during the step ladder to win. So uh can this pattern's a little bit softer and uh it's a little more conducive to scoring, especially late. We've seen that with Geo and the matches with Josh Link. Um the scores, you know, weren't necessarily the worst we've seen in the world. Are you
1: and- are you saying like the pattern is softer from last year or from mm. the uh, Utah
0: I think Open? it's softer from last year and in general. Okay. Uh, compared to the Utah Open. So it's a little easier. Softer, easier. Okay. So uh, like I said, these are the things that I consider. I go through, look at past stats, uh, people's averages where they finished in previous years, where they finished at a tournament that took place in the same center on a similar pattern. I watch a lot of bowling. I watch a lot of bowling. Like 40 hours we watched. I've watched of bowling over that weekend of Storm Utah Open. So uh, I would say that out of anybody's um, perspective, I have one of the most experienced, I guess, perspectives. This pattern's a little bit softer. And uh, it's a little more conducive to scoring, especially late. So I can see what tendencies are and where things go like uh, Kendall. Uh, I know what Kendall's tendencies are. We watch it happen.
1: Are you saying like the pattern is softer from last year or from Mm. the Uh, I think it's softer
0: from last year and in general. Okay. Uh, Compared to the Utah Open. So it's a little easier. Softer, easier. Okay. So uh, uh, like I said, These are things that I consider. I go through, look at past stats, uh, people's averages, where they finished in previous years, where they finished at a tournament that took place in the same center on a similar pattern. I watch a lot of bowling. I watch a lot of bowling. Like 40 hours we watched. I've watched of bowling over that weekend of Storm Utah Open. So uh, I would say that out of anybody's... um, perspective i have one of the most experienced i guess perspectives of that uh it's really stressful and uh consuming on on your energy and, and mental game having to you know on tough patterns put a 230 out you know i mean that may not sound the hardest thing to do especially on a house pattern but when they're this tough you cannot miss and you have to be adjusting almost every frame so it's it's very stressful um i would like to see him get some more pins out the gate and um contend for for a show and i think it'd be exciting to watch kindle but i just i know everybody's tendencies i get to watch them so um that's really there's a lot that goes into why I chosen you know, some people may ask you know geo's won so much why is he so far down clay's won so much why is he so far, well uh what of what it kind of comes down to what have you done for me now or or lately and, and clay missed the cut and ronan uh geo missed the cut and storm utah open geo did not make the show in ronan um He's been underperforming, Uh, and and Gio will tell you that, and I'm sure Clay would too, uh, if they're going to be honest. Um, We we actually sat down with Gio, uh, and we talked. He and I talked a little bit about what's been going on. So um, he'll tell you uh, it's kind of been a little bit of a slump lately. His performances aren't where he uh, would like them to be, and um yeah, defending champ down on number ten, I believe I put him. So. I don't know, a lot to go into it. It takes a lot of time to do all this research, write up a little piece on everybody for the 12 people that we do, and it goes up on championship-bowling.com. So that's kind of what goes into choosing the rankings. I know I, maybe i never really explained that. We just started doing them one day to try to create a little hype, and I think well, people like them.
1: Yeah, I think people really like them, but we also, before, we would post all the information on the post, uh-huh. and so you wouldn't have to go that's anywhere true. else to see, like, why geo is 10th yeah. or why manny's 7th yeah and all that kind of stuff
0: that's a good point and uh we just want you to go to the website there's a lot yeah. of cool stuff on the website like the schedule for the championship bowlers tours on there uh which hasn't necessarily been officially made uh with a press release but it's on there because i built the website out and you know we want you to give us your email we want to keep in touch with you we want you we just want to drive traffic to our website because we i put a lot of effort to make it look pretty good and Uh, I don't know. It's like, if I feel like if you're not willing to click a link to go read, then are you going to actually take the five minutes and read the whole post? Yeah. So that's what I figured. Uh, Most people are probably just going to look at the post and and the ranking little graphic and and be done. So uh, a lot of good information there though. A lot of good insight that I have uh, that I try to put into it and make everybody feel special. Clearly works. The the post today did really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think it creates hype, keeps people interested in the event and, a little bit different what we do uh, than everybody else. And it's part of the, the championship bowling package.
1: Well, and it just kind of gives you a little bit extra on mm. somebody. So maybe you don't know that Geo hasn't made yeah. the last few like shows and the last mm-hmm. few tournaments he's bowled in then you're kind of like oh okay that makes sense like geo's not all the way at the top even though he won last year he just hasn't been doing well yep. and so you kind of get to see the information in there or if someone is doing well then you get to see that and you're yep. like oh okay so that's why they would be ranked so high is because they've been on a tear
0: mm-hmm. so. maybe you can you know, build a little connection like you uh Read something. Oh, I kind of do that too. Maybe you're like Kendall and, and you're one move away at late in tournaments. And maybe you can watch and see the kinds of things that Kendall tries to do, or maybe does wrong, or, or changes and does right, and he ends up making a show. And I don't know. It's just uh, other sports do it, right? Other other big major sports do a lot of added content to just uh, for your enjoyment. So, thought, why as hell not us? So, uh, I think they're cool. I think they add a lot of value. Maybe you know, sometimes I try to create a little controversy in there. I want to get people to get them riled <laughs> up. You know, maybe uh, short, short some people. I play at twelve uh, tough. Yeah, I know, but I missed the cut at Ronan, and and missed the the first cut in the eliminator. So in at Utah Open. So I, I, don't know. I think they're fun. Uh, people enjoy them. It's no hard feelings. Like I don't think of you as know, a shitty person or anything, but. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna shoot it straight with you, and you know if you want to get better, uh, I'm sure Geo Geo's not gonna deny that he's in a slump, and he's one of the best bowlers out here in the Northwest Tour. But right now, I just I don't know about his chances. Confidence levels low, uh, I'm sure. And uh, to be able to throw some of the shots that he did down the stretch against Josh Link and some of the guys out here that are gonna show up and perform, you gotta have a lot of confidence. So, all right, uh, what's next up, Kenzie?
1: Uh, next is our beginner bowler terms beginner
0: bowler terms beginner BBT I think that's a bank CBT Brit- BBT BB&T was that British banking and trust yeah <laughs> that's a bank oh. anyway BBT Um. beginner bowling terms alright shoot, shoot at me don't shoot me shoot at me the first <laughs> term <laughs> hopefully we don't get canceled for that <laughs> youtube doesn't uh screw us all right go ahead first one.
1: First one is oil pattern what does that mean, I mean
0: yeah so we get a lot of that so I, I i know a lot of people in the chat when we do live streams ask what pattern it is right and then uh, a lot of people don't even know that there's variances in those oil patterns uh, or maybe they know that there's a sport shot and a an shot and they don't know what the difference is so let's kind of break it down for you um This is beginner bowler's terms. I don't want to go into too much detail, but uh, think of it like this. So a house shot is what, you know, if you go bowl league in most cases, and you're sports shot league, and if you're bowling sports shot league, you probably know about this. But if you're just going to bowl league for your first time, you're bowling most likely on a house shot. And a house shot is um, a pattern, an oil pattern designed to give you the most amount of miss room possible. So there's a lot of oil concentrated in the middle part of the lane and very little, on the outside parts of the lane at a ratio. So we con- we consider this, we, we use the a, a ratio to describe this relationship of oil in the middle compared to the oil at the outside part of the lane. Uh, and an easy house shot will close to be 11 to 1. So there'll be 11 times more oil in the middle part of the lane as compared to the outside part of the lane. So uh, a pretty steep ratio because a sport pattern, for a pattern to be sport compliant, it needs to be less than Four times as much oil, so less than four times as much oil in the middle compared to the outside, for it to be considered a sports shot. So significantly more difficult. What does that actually do? Well, if you miss in, so uh, you you maybe you miss you miss your mark down lane by four boards left, right? Because there is a big um, concentration of oil, large concentration of oil in the middle part of the lane, your ball won't hook as much, right? And it will hook much later and not as much overall. Now, if you missed, and and because you've missed in, you need your ball to hook that many less boards to still hit the head pin, and that's why it helps. It gives you more margin there. If you miss right, because there's 11 times less oil on the outside part of the lane compared to the inside part of the lane, well, then you will hook much earlier and more, uh, resulting in you still hitting the pocket. So really, it's kind of just like a funnel to try to funnel your ball into the pocket and Score more. Now, sport patterns are much flatter, and as a general rule, if it's sport or uh, sport compliant, so less than four to one, uh, you have about three to four boards that you can hit and still strike. Where in a house shot, you might have 10 if you throw good. So uh, there's a, a big difference between it, the way that uh, just about any ball will work on a house shot. Um, you know, if you want to average 230, you're probably going to need to to have a an idea of what your balls do but you know in general most balls will look good on a house shot and sports shots your arsenal becomes uh, extremely important uh, the how level the lanes are becomes extremely important a lot of factors start to come in play once the oil pattern gets flatter but that's what an oil pattern is uh, the way it's applied Kegel uh, does our oil pattern for the championship bowlers tour and um, they it's almost like an inkjet printer so there's like a little nozzle that goes across the lane and deposits specific amounts of oils in different places
1: funny side note um when i very first started watching bowling Mm -hmm. um you know how on tv they have the colors Mm -hmm. where the oil pattern is i thought that legit was on there like the color
0: sometimes they they dye the oil on the pba legit yeah so on the lane on the pba competitions they dye they put a blue or red dye depending if the brunswick Uh machine puts the lane pattern down it's blue if kegel one it's red but they put a die on the title with the championship pair the tv pair mm-hmm. so that you can see it it's actually there it's a oh, die in real life okay. yeah in real life now, more, normally you won't see that but in BBA, uh, yeah it's a die mm-hmm. okay
1: so i guess not not a yep, very funny you, were, story. you weren't tripping but okay next word or term is surface
0: surface so um you surface can refer to two things one could be the lane surface so is it wood is it a brunswick synthetic or is it an amf synthetic Um, we bowl on it our league is a brunswick synthetic material so typically it hooks hooks the least amount of all the surfaces um and uh it's going to have at the higher level it's going to have a lot of impact for most league bowlers won't really matter Now, the surface that most people are referring to is the ball's surface uh and and the way that they because you could talk about like, the cover stock chemistry and, and stuff like that but mostly what people are referring to when they ask you about the surface on your ball is the roughness of that surface so is it shiny have you doled it a lot to use a sand a sanding pad to, to make it very rough so uh the best way to compare that is much like a tire where um you know a rough surface is like having a, a snow tire all-terrain tire where there's a lot of deep grooves in your tire to displace water or snow the same thing is true for oil. So there's deep peaks and valleys. When you start sanding it, it displaces oil so that there's contact with the lane, right? It widens the contact patch, much like a tire. Now, uh, when you have a shiny ball, that uh, acts much like, like a racing slick, a very smooth tire. So you will have no grip when there's oil or snow or water on the ground. But when When it's dry, you will have more grip than if there was grooves in your tire or ball. So much more responsive to friction. When there is friction, a shiny ball will bounce off of it much harder uh, than a dull ball will. So in most cases on a house shot, a little bit of surface is uh, beneficial to you because there's a pretty steep drop-off where that 11 times more oil is. It just drops off. Mm -hmm. And that transition can be very tough to manage sometimes because if you miss in, your ball never hooks. And if you miss just, just two boards right of that, it boom, bumps off of it super hard. Surface will help blend that transition out. So that's, that's Surface for you.
1: Thank you. Okay, and then the last term Final is... Thing. You ready? Yes. For sure? Yep. 100% ready? Mm-hmm.
0: Good? Yep. Shim. Shim. I needed a lot of shim. Last night, and I got it a few times, <clears throat> shim. Shim's kind of like uh, jargon. It's a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Slang. At? Slang, slang. Yeah, it's slang for hold, kind of. So the shim is like that large portion of oil in the middle part of the lane pushing the ball down so that when you miss in, you still hit the head pin. So when I ask a ball to shim, I'm asking it to, to, to not hook, essentially, to, to hook okay. later down. Lane. So that's kind of what the shim is. Now, the shim wrecker, you could call someone a shim wrecker, or you've wrecked the shim or ruined the shim, is that uh, you started with a ball with a lot of surface too far left, and you've cut and you've absorbed and displaced all that hold, that big portion of William displaced it. So now when you miss in for the rest of the people, uh, their ball doesn't shim, it does not not hook, it doesn't shim, right? So you've wrecked the shim.
1: So it automatically hooks.
0: Well, not automatically, but you won't have that hold. Like if you were to miss three boards left, if someone, if it, you know, on a fresh pattern, you'll probably strike. If someone has wrecked the shim, you will not struggle through the face. All right. Beginner in bowling terms. There you go. That last one's a little slight, a little, little curveball out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, we, you'll probably hear me talk about those things if you watch the stream. Uh, a few of those things, the pattern. A uh, few? You're going to hear all three of those. Yeah, that's true not wrong uh the lane surface at uh Snake river bowl is very unique very different uh so you'll hear me talking about that you'll hear me talking about bowlers surface on their balls the pattern how it plays uh and i'll probably be asking some balls to shim. <laughs> all right episode five kins dunzo well
1: that's all folks <laughs> what is that like the looney tunes thing
0: yeah the little pig
1: yeah and he's like, "That's all,
0: folks." That's All of them. Um. All right. Well, we'll uh, see everybody at the storm. You storm the storm Idaho Open, uh, and I really was hoping that we would have a big announcement. So we might still, depending on what the news is, we get tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But we should have um, a big announcement, an official announcement uh, this weekend. I'm hoping. I'm hoping so.
1: It'll be very exciting.
0: Be exciting. All right, guys. It's uh it's been real and it's been fun. But uh
1: <laughs> It has been real yesterday fun. Yesterday was not real fun. Yesterday was not. The beginning was real fun.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. We'll see everybody later. Bye. Peace of doodle.